Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode 90. Happy New Year, everybody. It's January 1st, 2012. Here's to a vegan 2012. I started my podcast on New Year's Day 2009, and so I thought it would be fitting to do another podcast on New Year's Day. Um, for some parts of the world, it's only just now becoming New Year's Day, I think. Oh no, maybe it's been New Year's Day everywhere now. Anyway, um, I just wanted to do another podcast and share some thoughts that I've had, especially over the last year, um, doing vegan advocacy. And just a few things that I've encountered recently. I've encountered them endlessly, it seems, but um, I just wanted to talk about them today. So today the subject of my podcast is going to be just a couple of thoughts I've had on some experiences and as usual I hope that they are useful and um, other people can see how they relate to their own experiences. Um, I think it's been a great year, 2011. Um, so what I wanted to talk about was a couple of things that happened, well they've happened basically for, well this from the beginning. Um, I was, I was uh, one of the things that I wanted to address today was um, as usual the, you know, as usual promoting veganism and the importance of it and um, I just urge everybody to do it. Uh, I've been doing the street stall with Emmy and William and also Claire, who's Emmy's roommate when Emmy was living in Auckland. And um, they can attest to how rewarding it is with regard to um, just how... It just... When you do it, it changes your attitude towards it. I was... Um, one of the things that prompted me to do to talk about this was it's something I don't know if I've talked about it before and I'm sorry if I already have done a podcast on it but <laughs> I've probably got a short memory and I can't remember everything I've talked about and some things just repeat you know some things just keep going on but um, I've had recent conversations and um, they've also like I say happened many many times over the last um, three years where people the reason that people give for not promoting veganism is that people get defensive and I just don't understand that. Um, I was, I mean, yeah, I understand that people get defensive, but how can you use that as a reason not to stand up for what's right? I mean, of course people get defensive, you know, I mean, but you don't, there's no excuse to not do it. Learn how to do it, you know, um, it takes practice. Um, the other day, a while it was, a couple of weeks ago maybe, I uh, saw some people collecting for WISPA, which is WSPA, the World Society for the Protection of Animals. And I remember when I saw the donation um, tin, or the donation they were standing outside, because there was this enormous dog lying at their feet, and I was dying to go and meet the dog, and I actually didn't notice that they were collectors, I thought they were just a couple of people um, hanging out with their dog who was taking a rest, and then I, as I was talking to the dog, I was so engrossed with the dog, <laughs> it was such a beautiful dog, he was so enormous, uh, he wasn't a great Dane, but he was one of the biggest dogs I've ever seen, but anyway, I was talking to the dog, and as I was, at first I was kind of worried about him because he was just laid out, but apparently he'd been, he was quite tired and he was fine. Anyway, as I was walking away to go into the store, I was going into a store, they were like, oh, he's helping us collect, and I noticed they had this collection box in their hands, and I thought, oh, they're collecting for safe, um, or I just assumed because safe is doing their massive fundraising yearly um, fundraising drive, or one of their yearly fundraising drives, so I didn't actually even read what the thing was, I just was, I was done saying hi, the dog, he, he had had enough of me too, he was going back to sleep, and I said, alright, goodbye, and then I, they were like, he's helping us collect, and I thought, oh, they're soliciting donations for, you know, I assumed it was for safe, 
So then when I exited the store, um, I couldn't resist saying hello again to the dog. And I just didn't acknowledge the fact that they were even collecting any money. <laughs> because I because I thought it was um, for safe. So then they said, oh, we're here collecting for the World Society. Well, they actually said Whisper, I think. And I was surprised. I was like, oh, it's for Whisper, not safe. Okay. And I thought, um, well, I have to say something. And I said, first of all, I said, are you vegan? And they both said, yeah. And one of them is actually being vegan from birth, literally raised as vegan. You know, I was so envious. <laughs> and and the, they were beautiful, beautiful looking um, human being, tall, beautiful skin, healthy, you know, gorgeous looking. And I thought, wow, he's a great advocate for veganism from birth, you know. But all I said was, I said, I think, um, why, do, why, I said, I think you should promote veganism, you know, I just said, I really think that you should promote veganism, and I said, I do a street stall, um, and it's, it's really, um, oh, no, because I said, are you vegan, they said, yes, we're vegan, we're vegan, we've been, ve- I've been vegan my whole life, one of them said, and I said, well, um, I think that, um, we should all promote veganism, you know, and, um, they got defensive, of course, um, I mean, yeah, that's what people do, we all get defensive, everybody gets defensive, you know, um, so what, um, and so then I just kept saying, well, I really think that that's what we should be doing, and then one of them was like, yeah, I know, I've done that, and, and, and I did it in this, in the United States, but then they were like, but, you know, p- people's mindset is so, um, is so strong, and I was like, yeah, exactly, that's exactly why we need to promote veganism, I was like, you're not, I was like, how else are we going to change that mindset, how else are we going to challenge that mindset, I mean, we're not going to do it by not challenging it, and kowtowing to it, and giving into it, and I just, I didn't want to get into an argument, so I am, then the other person was like, we do promote veganism, Whisper promotes veganism, and of course I went on the webpage when I went home, because, you know, things do change, websites websites evolve, and I did a search for vegan on the entire international website, and then it did not come up one single time, not one single time, but anyway, so I said, I was like, okay, good, and then as I, and I just said, well, thank you for promoting veganism, as I walked away, with a smile, because they told me, we promote veganism, we are promoting veganism, and I thought, well, I'm going to thank them for doing that, and then that will be a positive affirmation, I'm thanking them for something that they're not doing, (laughs) they told me they were, but they were, they're not, (laughs) and I'm going to thank them for it, um, hoping that that will be a way of making them, I don't know, do it, rather than just arguing with them and saying, no, you're not, you know, so I was like, okay, great, thank you for promoting veganism, and of course, they were thinking to themselves, well, I imagine they were thinking to themselves, hmm, because they really weren't promoting veganism, you know, um, so yeah, um, but the thing that really struck me about that whole interaction was the whole, oh, you know, the mindset of people is so strong, I'm just like, this is why you're not promoting visas. I mean, it's just, I don't understand that. Um, Any social justice movement that challenges a dominant paradigm of thought is going to meet with defensiveness and opposition and lies and, you know, I mean, we got to stand up for what's right, and um, and I and I also encountered it, and and I've encountered it before, and I encountered it again. Um, I was having another conversation with someone who was saying, um, I mean, they were suggesting that the promotion of veganism will put people off from going vegan, which I just I just don't understand that attitude. Everybody I know that's gone vegan learned about veganism from learning about veganism you know, that's how you go vegan, um, so it's just, I don't, I don't understand it, and I don't want to be too cynical, and I don't want to be unfair, but over the time that I've encountered this attitude, which is very common, I really, 
you know, think that there are some people who just um, want to have an easy time and they don't want to deal with anything at all that's mildly unpleasant or challenging or, or you know, difficult moments or awkwardness. That it's just so much easier to say nothing about injustice. I mean, don't we know that? I mean, isn't that what happens? Isn't that what's been happening? Isn't that what happens so often about injustice? So many people just find it easier not to say anything. It makes their life easier. Um, they're vegan. You know, they have their vegan lifestyle, <laughs> right? But, and it's nice and easy and they, and they know that it's the right thing to do. They know that it's the right thing to do. But, um, but that rather, but in the, and they, and they just, and it's, and it's just easier just to, just to, to, to stand back and not challenge the status quo. Um, and I really, and I mean, it's not like we are in any way, the only thing that you encounter, and Corey Wren just recently wrote an article, um, there are there are some discrimination. I was actually surprised. I've seen um, there was an article that that Corey wrote about an um, academic discrimination um, for someone who's trying to get a um, to get a I believe it was a PhD. Uh, and okay, I can I can see that as being um, a reflection of the status quo and of the reluctance of people to to change but in general as a as a vegan advocate um advocating for veganism you're not i mean unless the you know unless people continue to do really stupid things and 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 make it you know impossible to even you know if they continue to associate if you know if they continue to do violent things but at present um i don't know anybody who's at risk of their own personal safety for promoting veganism non-violently um which is what we advocate you know it's not like the the people who prom- um who were um fighting against race-based slavery in the United States were literally tarred and feathered um Randy Sandberg has a wealth of information about the history of the abolitionist movement and I'm going to educate myself a bit more about it but they were literally I mean they were lynched you know, you're not, or the, the, what you're going to have is you're going to have some defensiveness from people and you're going to have awkward moments with people. Um, but, um, and if you can't, I think I have talked about this before, if you can't handle that, then, you know, it, do, it doesn't mean that you have a right to, for your own, to, to sort of satisfy your own, oh, well, I, I'm going to do something, you know, something that, that's more pleasant for me to do, and, and then get behind something that doesn't help animals, such as welfare reform, and then you can tell yourself, oh, well, I've just done something, I've just done something for animals. Uh, actually, you haven't really done anything to help, because you're reinforcing the species' paradigm. It doesn't help to perpetuate speciesism and yes challenging speciesism people are going to get defensive but I suggest before anybody shoots it down without even trying it that they actually make make an effort because I can say from my own example and from the examples of other people that I know who are unequivocal advocates for veganism and is that you learn how to have meaningful and um, productive and effective conversations with people about it, because when you when you do it, when you learn about the fact that it's about justice, that it is a fundamental moral issue. And it's not a lifestyle, and it's not a diet, and it's not a whim, and it's not a fad. And it's not about, you know, making torture more humane. 
you know, you are giving an intelligent, um, logical, and heartfelt and passionate, uh, you know, argument, presentation, position, whatever you want to call it, to people. And that resonates with people. And maybe in that very moment, you're going to meet with some resistance. But the last thing you want to do is back down from it. And you don't have to get, um, it doesn't have to be unpleasant. I recommend trying to set up an information or, or a place or, or some kind of place, something. Well, I, I do a street store where you prominently advertise with your, you know, visually that you are about veganism and let the people come to you because at the moment the way I look at it uh, we have got a massive population of the world who is interested in veganism don't listen to the defeatists that say the whole world is just going to continue to consume animals and it's just hopeless and all we can do is make the cages bigger and, and at least alleviate a little bit of suffering. I mean, the sad thing about it is it's not even alleviating any suffering. You know, if only people would just educate themselves about that. But anyway, um, uh, for example, yes, we do have people coming over to the street stall who want uh, to... Um, uh, challenge us. Uh, they come over uh, with the uh, instant, um, you know, attitude that um, uh, we're not, in, you know, I, I've, I, I see this thing and I'm going to go over there and challenge it. But the overwhelming amount of people that stop are people who are interested and say, oh, I've been thinking about veganism. I've tried veganism, but it didn't work for me. I did something wrong. Or I want to go vegan, but I just... Um, you know, this is stopping me or that's stopping me. That's the, that is for me the, the vast majority of people who come over are people who are interested. And those are the people that we can reach now. And, you know, they're not even being reached. You know, and once we, like Gary Francione said it in the first interview where I, where everything clicked for me, the interview with Eric Marcus or the debate or whatever you want to call it, when he said, let's reach those people, because Eric was talking about, what about the people who say, I'm never going to stop eating meat? And Gary said, so what about those people? What about the people who are interested? Is that, are the people, are the, the percentage of people, and we don't even know who the, how many they are, who are like, I'm never going to stop eating meat in that moment that they say it, or whatever, that's their first reaction to, to the concept. Are we going to tailor everything we do with that attitude, with that defeatist attitude? I'm certainly not. No way. You know, no way. And you'll be surprised how many people are interested. And they're the people we need to reach. And those are the people that have not been being reached. Because they're the people who are so confused and they're vegetarian or they're only buying free range and they really haven't been presented with this concept. You know, the animal movement worldwide is the welfarist movement. And so for positive reaffirmation about how many people there are who are interested in veganism. I really suggest promoting veganism unequivocally and non-violently. I can't say it enough, you know, and more and more people are doing it. And um, I can attest to that. So, you know, it's like we we are still an astonishingly small population uh, percentage of the world's population as we know and as any informed vegan knows and most of the vegans that I know are informed because you kind of have to be in order to be a consistent vegan because you got to be careful because there's just you know you need to know what you're doing if otherwise you're just going to be participating involuntarily if you don't you know if you don't understand that there's animal products and everything and all that kind of stuff but um so they're pretty informed. And, you know, once you start looking for the information, you discover all about the environment. I mean, I, I, I discovered all that stuff later. And, and the bottom line is uh, we need to really, really, really get this going really fast, you know, as quickly as possible, you know. Um, there are billions of animals who, who are being slaughtered because, of, because it's not happening. And there are trillions more 
who are going to be wiped out because we're wiping out the planet. Um, so it's like no no time to, to sort of, you know, worry about, you know, um, how your easy ride, you know, how you're going to have these little uncomfortable moments. And you can actually, um, you, 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 you don't have to um, deal with unpleasantness um, you can, you, you know, you can, if you, if you do a three stall and somebody comes over to you and you've got all your staff and they, they stand there and they're just being, you know, ridiculous or whatever. Yeah, you can't move as much, but if you're not willing to do, to do a street stall, you can do it online. And, and if somebody gets, you know, abusive or rude, you can just, you know, I do it all the time now. I just, you just walk away. You just don't waste your time. You know, look, let's seek out those people. They're out there. They are out there. And there is heaps of them. And we can really have a movement, a proper vegan. We can actually, you know, change things. Once we get beyond, you know, 1% of the population. And we're not going to do that by messing around with welfare campaigns in order to try to, you know, get people to switch to a more humane product. Let's, let's not waste any more time. That's all I could say. But that, that kind of that, that, that situation. And, and I was, um, I was also told that, um, well, people might not want to join, um, the, the, the movement because you might be putting people off. Well, you know what? I don't want people to join the welfare movement. That is the last thing I want to do. I want to put people off from joining the welfare movement. I want people to go vegan, but I don't want them to join the welfare movement. Far from it. So I'm quite glad that I'll be putting people off from joining the welfare movement, the dominant animal movement, you know. Um, that's uh, fine by me. Uh, so yeah, I'm not going to stop criticizing welfare advocacy. And it's it's it's, you know... I don't usually, I don't, I don't um, get into uh, details about processing and um, uns- sadly some of the things that other people are kind of dragged into talking about in order to try to get through to these people. You know, Gary Francione, I mean, my heart goes out to him because, you know, the last thing that, that anybody who cares that much about animals needs is to go and 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 research um, uh, killing methods. You know, it's animals should not be being killed. I don't care how humane it is. We have no right to use them. That's what we need to be concentrating on. But the welfare advocates keep wanting to distract us with with processing methods, and I just I refuse to go there. And you know, when I speak to people. Um, on the street or wherever, but when you speak to people per, in, um, in person and they say things like, because so many of them do because they have been, you know, sucked into this whole thing, they'll be like, well, I mean, um, but what if, but what if, you know, the, the um, they'll, they'll start racking their brains and they'll go way beyond because when they come up to talk to us, there is no, um, compromise <laughs> you know uh, people people don't uh, you know people don't just give up on it though they start racking their brains for 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 things so we'll get all of the and I'm sure every, all kinds of other advocates have, have, have dealt with it too online and you know um, anybody promoting veganism has dealt with this everywhere and anywhere you know what if what if what if my neighbor has chickens and then the chickens are, are not going to be killed and then they're laying their eggs and um, and I just, whenever I talk to anybody who starts talking about treatment, which most people do, because like I said, that's the dominant paradigm, I instantly realize that this is a person who does not recognize that all animals, all other animals, are moral persons, that they're persons. Because the minute somebody starts talking about the treatment of animals that are killed or of animals that are used you know that they're not acknowledging the inherent value, the personhood of those animals. And I instantly recognize that. It's like talking to someone and you instantly recognize that they're racist. You know, and you instantly recognize that 
that is the problem. That is the fundamental problem with um, getting through to this person is that they're racist. Well, it, with with the people that that we meet that that start talking like that, um, the fundamental problem is species is speciesism. Um, so we we do talk about the moral personhood of animals and how they're not things and how they're individuals, and um, and you know people are hearing it for the very first time and on a global scale and um, I mean not everybody's hearing it for the very first time but a lot of people are hearing it for the very first time because they are not hearing it from the dominant welfare movement what they're hearing from that is treatment you know um, suffering which means nothing really anymore cruelty which is just meaningless word anymore they're not they're not being challenged on their um, speciesism because speciesism is fundamental um, somebody can think that you know black people ought to be treated uh, that they ought they, they, they shouldn't be beaten up or that they shouldn't be tortured but they can still be very racist so um, you know because they don't recognize the fundamental equality and the fundamental um, you know personhood of of other races or of of other animals and that's you know that is that that is what we need to be doing and that's what um that's what we do and people come over and they're interested in it so um you know that's one of the things that i i, I realize now is like we've we've got the stall and now i've put we've put vegan on every side um, that's the the word that's the most prominent word now it didn't used to be i I really didn't realize what I was doing um it took me a while to figure that out um, I would go on and on about vegan but i'd have I would have vegan a lot of places but um now it's really prominent so you know it's actually funny because we've actually when I used to have the the other messages up like I would have like abolish slavery and that would be the prominent sign or I would have um, animals or something people would come over and say what is this about what is this all about but now they come over and they instantly I mean most of the time they'll they'll come over and they'll just instantly know that it's about veganism and they'll so they'll people will come over and say oh hi you know um, I, I've thought about being vegan or something like that the conversation starts there um, there are still people who come over and say, what are you doing? You know, what is this? You know, but they, they know that it's something to do with veganism. They just are trying to figure out what exactly we're doing. People try to offer us money still, um, you know, occasionally. They just assume that we're collecting donations. They just assume that. I wonder why. Um, but um, it's the vast, the overwhelming majority of people who come over are people who are interested in veganism and that doesn't surprise me and that's nothing to be ashamed of you know people are like if you do a podcast about veganism you're only going to attract um, vegans no you are going to attract vegans but you're also going to attract people who are interested in veganism and those people need to we need to hurry up with those people because they're already interested I'm not saying that you run away from, you know, talking to people who aren't, but, um, you know, if you've got 25 people who are really, really interested and who just are, are just have never really been talked to about it properly and who are still hung up on treatment who or who still think that their cheese addiction outweighs their moral obligation to animals, but they're, you know, they've given up all other animal products. So those are people that you can really kind of reason with to some degree. You know, you've got 25 of those people and then you've got one person you're going to spend all your time on who's like trying to give you arguments about how, I mean, like I call it like... Like I don't even, you know, the, you know, people who are just want to go on and on about whether or not um, trees have feelings and and or whether or not, you know, um, I mean, somebody who who's who's really not interested in veganism, who's just really interested in having a philosophical argument about the nature of the universe and stuff. Yeah, I think that's fascinating everything, but right now I really think that we need to be concentrating on those people who are interested in veganism, and um. And, um, you know, once we get more and more and more of us, and especially if we can convince them to promote veganism themselves, and especially if we can convince every vegan in their entire life, and every time they talk about it, to be unequivocal about it, it becomes second nature to you. I've found that it's just, 
it's not challenging at all. Like those people who are scared and those people who think it's always going to be conflicting or people who've had bad experiences online and who are like, I'm not going to promote veganism because, you know, it's, it's always negative or people, the people who are, who are scared of, you know, unpleasantness, you know, they just, uh, when you really practice, I've, um, supposedly, something like 95% of our communication is is body language. Has anybody heard that? I've heard that so many times. Um, and I, you know, it's, it could be true. I mean, words are, they literally say that words are like 5%. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that because otherwise there wouldn't be such a thing as podcasts and things like that, um, which are very, very effective. And, you know, the, the spoken word is very, very, very powerful. However, when you're in person with people, may, maybe they're only talking about in person, obviously, if it's if it's radio, if it's disembodied voice, then <laughs> there is no body language and the voice is the most powerful. But because we just are so like, it's just never ever an issue about being uncompromised about veganism. I mean, it's just like second nature. Like I will never compromise on that. Uh, I just won't compromise on the immorality of animal use, the moral personhood of animals, and non-violence. When you talk about that and you just, it becomes second nature and it's reflected in your body language and you're not unsure of yourself anymore and people can pick, and people pick up on that and you become a better advocate. Um, so you, you're never going to get to that level unless you start somewhere. And, you know, nothing's perfect. I mean, you know, you're always going to find somebody who's going to push your button or, um, you know, get you in a bad moment or, or um, you know, say something that uh, you just can't answer in that moment because it's just so ridiculous. Like, you know, humans aren't animals or something like that. And my God says I'm allowed to eat animals. Goodbye. I mean, yeah, okay. But when you are just so, just make it just part of who you are, that you are a voice for veganism and for animal rights, it becomes second nature and I reckon it becomes part of your body language. I mean, doesn't that make sense? And it's second nature. I don't even have to think about it. Like, I don't, you know, I, I mean, the truth is very, very powerful and beautiful thing. You can't go wrong with the truth. And, um, and we owe it to them to never back down on that and never let them down. And I don't agree that it's helping them to compromise on that with people. I just disagree with that very, very strongly. Um, I just disagree majorly on that point that we we have to compromise with some people because otherwise we're going to scare them away or turn them off. Um, I think we owe it to the victims to never compromise. And I also can't understand how anybody could think that compromising is actually going to lead to the public, the general public, becoming uncompromising on their um, view towards the moral personhood of animals. I don't see any evidence of that. In fact, I see the exact opposite. So um, those, when... I just when I when I meet people who 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 say those things, I just really try to say I just try to get through to them and say, um, just give it a try. And when I, I'm what I'm talking about is people who are resistant to promoting veganism, who want to promote welfare reform because they think that we can't promote veganism because people get defensive. Any social justice issue, people are going to get defensive. So get used to it work with it and realize that it's the only way to make change. Um, there's a very famous quote by um, um, Gandhi that I think is very, very uh, apt for this moment. So I'm going to go look for it. Okay, this is the quote. All compromise is based on give and take, but there can be no give and take on fundamentals any compromise on mere fundamentals is a surrender, for it is all give and no take. And I very much agree with that. And that is the way that we need to be on this fundamental, this holocaust, this unbelievable atrocity of existence that we have created and that we can, that we can end. 
because we're the ones doing it. So um, it's just incredibly overwhelmingly important, I think, that, that we just, as a movement, we just um, do not compromise, you know, on that. So that's what I want people to keep in mind, as always, um, with this coming year. Um, I think that it's, um, I don't want to be cynical towards towards people, but I, I often feel that you know there are there are people who are just more concerned with their own well-being and i mean we're sentient so that's part of being sentient is being incredibly self involved because you are you know you feel every little cut and every little chill and every little bang i mean we're sentient that's that's what it means you're you're self obsessed we're you know we're we're concerned with ourselves and and i think all all sentient beings are but there is altruism and um there is um you know there are people who who make huge sacrifices well i'm not asking anybody to 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 you know to become homeless or to to get thrown in jail far from it actually pretty not very useful in jail um but you know dealing with a tiny bit of what you would conceive to be unpleasantness or defensiveness in the name of what is right i mean i think it's a cop out it is so much easier just to not challenge people in any way and you're fooling yourself if you think that you're challenging them by um, uh, saying to them, you know, you have to consider um, what what kind of meat you're sourcing. Uh, you need to think about this less suffering meat or something like that. Um, I, I actually believe that you're not only making it easier for yourself because you're um, uh, doing something that is, is, is compromising on the fundamentals, um, but making it making the person less defensive is you're making it easier for them because then they can turn around and say, "Oh yeah, I can do that," or you can say, "Cut down then, just eat, you know, just just cut down." You know how many people leap to that? Like I've unfortunately I've had other people cut um, at my stall, not not people who are with me, but people around who have been like, "We'll just cut down then." The people who were challenging, whose whose you know animal use were challenging, love that, but that's not that to me is not a positive thing. I'm sorry, I disagree and very strongly that it's a positive thing to do. I think that the positive thing is to never compromise and be unequivocal and stand up for what's right the way you would about any other social justice issue, any other unjust um, you know, situation. And a little bit of um, defensiveness, that's nothing compared to you know what some people have done in the name of justice. Um, so we're lucky. So make the most of it. I mean, if things get worse and if people continue to you know if the pro-violence people get what they want, well, you might get thrown in jail for um, having a vegan street stall. But right now you're not you know you're not going to um, if you're just promoting veganism un, um, non-violently. So you know um, let's do it. Let's do that. Um, and I'm not saying everybody has to do a street stall, but I'm just you know whatever you end up doing, whether it's podcast or whatever just whenever you're talking to anybody for me it's just second nature now um to um just be unequivocal and uh i think body language is it does come into it now because i don't because it's it's a part of my nature now i've i've made it a habit i i don't compromise um uh, i don't um kowtow i don't go into the knee-jerk reaction that you used to go into when you know because I have to fight against my own nature I don't like conflict I don't like unpleasant situations any more than anybody else I don't like frowns and tenseness and awkwardness I don't like that at all I don't like that at all but um, when it comes to this issue that is a very very small price to pay and when it becomes something that is second nature to you and it's just you just it's just so obviously truth um, you know, and the more people we have doing it, the, the, the more strength that we'll have as a movement doing it. So it won't be just this one isolated person. You'll find that it's actually not as unpleasant as you think. And you can really talk to people and you can say to them, you know, people, I'll say, I'll look people in the eye and say, I know that you don't want to hurt anybody. I know you don't want to hurt these animals. And they say, no, I don't. And I say, well, the bottom line is they are being hurt. They're getting hurt. And they can't deny that. But I don't say, you're, you're a, 
um, an abuser, you know, or you're, you know, uh, an evil, uh, whatever, you know, I don't scream at them, you know, whatever like that. You don't have to do, you don't have to do that. Um, it just takes practice, you know, I've got a long way to go, and even online advocacy, you know, it all takes practice, but just be that voice, come on now, I can't believe we still have to actually even make this an issue, I mean, it's like, what is going on, you know, does any other movement have to fight to get, you know, the people in the movement to stop being the sort of antithesis of the of the movement, it's like, hey, why don't we stop being speciesist and then maybe we can actually combat speciesism. How's that for a thought? That's the, that's the thought for 2012. <laughs> so anyway, I know most of the people <laughs> um, who are probably even listening are already doing that and um, I'm just, yeah, it's just wonderful and there's all these amazing um, ideas coming out and, um, and all these creative... Um, things that people are doing, um, you, you know, everybody knows who they are, and do continue to encourage, I mean, don't give up, um, I, I don't often, I don't spend as much time talking to other, you know, it's funny, I'm here saying, you know, um, uh, don't compromise um, just because you want to avoid an unpleasant conversation um, with people, um, but I actually avoid, um, like, when I saw that those, I when I saw those people were collecting money for, um, I assumed was for safe the New Zealand um, animal welfare um, group, but that is actually it was actually for for a whisper, which is the World Society for Protection of Animals, another um, welfare organization. Um, I didn't want to talk to them, <laughs> so there you go. Okay, I don't want to say, but only because. Uh, I've had really good experiences talking to people about veganism, and I've had I've had bad experiences talking to people about um, ve ve um, uh, veganism as well. I mean, it, sometimes people can be really nasty, yeah, whatever. But I mean, pff, that's nothing compared to what the victims are going through. So I'll I'll <laughs> I'll handle that. But um, I knew I you know people who are already vegan who are not promoting veganism. Um, you know, they're vegan, and I wish they wouldn't promote welfare and stuff, but I find it um, incredibly depressing. So I did actually avoid, I did actually not want to talk to these people, um, because I, I I don't know if it's, uh, the, the reason, I'll just finish on a little self-reflection, because the reason that I, um, I have to admit that when I saw those like at the moment, I in the last little while, although I won't, um, I, I will happily talk to somebody who's willing to have a decent sort of a, a you know an actual discussion as opposed to just <laughs> you know getting personal about um, welfare reform and um, abolition and all those kinds of things. Um, I kind of do it reluctantly. Um, I am way more uh, satisfied and inspired talking to non-vegans about veganism than I am talking to um, welfareist vegans about abolition. Um, and then that's sad. Um, but I, I don't. I don't. I don't back down. I don't. I mean, I. I do not. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm uncompromising about it because I'm just. It's just. It's just something that's. It's, it's a truth and it's just, you're just uncompromising about it, but um, just because of the nature of it, I mean, like Gandhi said, but I did when I saw those people, when I realized those people were collectors and I assumed that they were, when I was talking before about the people with the dog, where I assumed that they were collecting for SAFE, the animal welfare group, um, I thought, oh, I just didn't want to talk to them, like, you know, which is... Isn't that funny? So maybe I was, maybe, you know, I'm being a little hypocritical. But I think there's a difference in, in hmm, how can I put it? I wouldn't, I don't, still don't compromise with them. I don't go over to them and say, oh, well, at least you're collecting money. At least you're, at least you're doing something for the animals. I, no, I didn't. Um, and I will never do that. But I find that to be way more uncomfortable. I, I am way more, I find it way more unpleasant, personally, to talk to other vegans who are really resistant to veganism and promoting veganism, I should say resistant to promoting veganism and who have an attitude about 
um, abolition and who don't actually read anything for themselves but believe what everybody says about the people and then just focus on that or whatever nonsense goes along with it. I find that way more unpleasant than talking to... Um, generally, I find it more unpleasant um, and, and unproductive than talking to, to other people about um, veganism. To talking about to talking to non-vegans about veganism, because like I say, most of the time when you do a vegan stall, you get people coming over who are interested, and those are the people that we need to hurry up and reach. And then when we've got them going for the right reason, being uncompromising, then look out, you know. But we're not there yet. Um, so, um, but yeah, I did actually not want to speak to these people about what they were doing. I just wanted to say hi to the dog. But when they said, and I was going to avoid even just, when they were like, oh, he's helping us to collect, I kind of was like, okay, bye. And then as I went back, um, they were like, well, we're collecting for Whisper. And I just thought, well, I'm going to have this conversation then. And, you know, I had it and um, I was uncompromising. And it did, you know, I, I have a feeling that they might have figured out maybe my reputation. No, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. When I said, are you vegan? And I said, we, I think we should promote veganism. The smiles have quickly disappeared, is all I can say. The smiles um, on the faces disappeared. <laughs> but I was still smiling um, and trying to say, hey, so, you know, and then, I was and then I encountered that incredible, but, the, you know, but people's mindset is so strong against veganism. And I'm like, and your answer to that is to completely not challenge it? Um, nope, I don't understand that. Uh, but anyway, I had the conversation, and but I did actually want to avoid talking to them in that moment. Sometimes I'll see, if I see people from SAFE collecting, I um, sometimes I just don't even want to talk to them. So maybe I'm at regret. But I will never compromise. That is one thing I won't do. You will never see me do that and it's not because I'm like some kind of like superhero or something like that it doesn't it doesn't take a superhero you just have to read you know it's like it's been drummed into me you know I read and I listened and I read and I listened and the truth is just undeniable you, know, you just once it gets in you there's nothing you can do about it um that's the way I look at it. So I find it challenging. You know, like I say, we'd all like a happy life where there was no, you know, conflict and no unpleasant situations. There are very few people who actively seek out unpleasant situations. They are there, though, and I have met them, and I do know about them. But generally, most people, they don't want that. You know, it's like they make movies about it, you know. I mean, they make entire movies about human social interactions where people are just, like, not wanting, you know, things to get unpleasant and stuff. But I'm really, really sorry. There is an unbelievable holocaust going on. I mean, it's just it's just mind-blowing I mean it's just un it is just insane it is just it is just beyond anything ever I've never I can't even imagine anywhere ever anywhere on this entire universe like no matter how hard I rack my brains in the infinity of space and time I can't I can't I there is no world where anything worse is happening than what we're doing on this world on this planet the things we're doing are abominable they are so unjust as to be, it's just, it's just, oh my gosh. So, um, we really can't afford to, um, put, um, our, and you, you know, our sort of desire to avoid defensiveness in people, um, about, above that. And, that's what friends are for when you, when you, you know, that's what, I mean, you don't spend, I don't spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week dealing with defensive people. You know, I spend a lot of time relaxing and enjoying with my friends and stuff. But when you open your voice as an animal advocate, no matter what you encounter, defensiveness or, or laughter or ridicule or whatever it is, we have no, we are, we have no right to compromise that is that is that is a betrayal and so um please don't do it um i think i've ranted enough about that and i don't know if i made any sense and maybe i've talked about it before but that's that's the 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 um thought that i was having because i like i say i've had these recent things but they've happened so many times um i mean the the basic premise of my podcast is 
always going to be the same thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I do want to have some guests on, and um, I've got a couple of people that are in mind who I'd like to invite on because um, uh, I'd like to talk to Peaceful Prairie Sanctuary um, because they are a sanctuary who promote veganism unequivocally, and I'd really, really like to just talk to them and just hopefully inspire other people when they hear their story. I don't know a lot about their story, how they got going. To me, an animal sanctuary that is just like, to me, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a dreamland. It's like, I just, I don't know how they do it, and my hat goes off to them. For me, it's, it's an amazing, beautiful, beautiful thing when, what people, when people do that, um, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'd like to speak to, hopefully get them on, because I want to hear their story, I want to hear how they, how they did it, how they keep going, I know they rely heavily on donations, in fact, um, Peaceful Prairie at the moment is getting ready for winter, and, well, they're in the middle of winter, what am I talking about, and they're, they desperately need money for hay, so if you want to donate money to a worthy cause that you literally know is literally saving lives, please end your subscription to PETA or SAFE or the Humane Society and please give that money to sanctuaries where there are animals who need food and those animals have a forever home there. They need veterinary care. They need food. They need shelter. That's money that's that's going somewhere worthwhile. Um, if you have local sanctuaries, by all means, um, please help those people. Uh, that is helping animals. And Try to talk to them about promoting veganism. Um, let them know that as as a vegan, you're you're helping them with that, and you know, um, they don't need to be scared um, that people aren't going to support them. Peaceful Prairie is living proof of of that. So, um, that's another worthy cause. And I also want to talk. I'm going to try to get another guest on, but I'm not going to say who it is because I don't know if I'm, they're going to have time to come on and talk to me. But anyway, I would have lots more guests on, and there's lots, lots of stuff's going to happen in 2012. I mean, uh, it's just going to be so much stuff to talk about. So happy New Year, everyone! Uh, remember, be unequivocal and never back down. And um, and um, thank you for everybody who is doing that. You're all wonderful um, advocates. And I uh, hope that everybody had a great new year, peaceful and safe, and I'll be back. Bye.